The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. We are still on the build-up for Designer Life. And like I said, it's now five days to go. And the series that Pastor Chipo started three, three weeks ago is Design Your Life with Your Words. And our theme for Designer Life is we are destined for success. Amen. Amen. And the foundational scripture I'll read in the New King James as well as in the message translation, it reads as follows. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. And in the message translation, it simply says, Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Amen. So it's a choice, Bazalwane, whether you speak words of life over your life, over your situations, or you speak words of death over your life and over your situations. So when we started, Pastor Chipo uh, mentioned that the tongue has power and that, like I said, we have uh, um, a choice to either use this power to either to our advantage or to our disadvantage. And we have this power to bring the two different extremes into our lives. We can bring the cycle of death drag something that is living into the cycle of death or drag something that is dead into life, into the life in abundance in God. Amen. So, Mazalwane, there is power in our mouths. Amen. And he, she also spoke about the heart-to-mouth connection and read uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 45 in the New King James Version, where it says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the hearts, the mouth speaks. Amen. It's out of the abundance of your hearts that you will speak. And when you read in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, guard your hearts with all diligence. Amen. And other versions says, keep your heart above all things. So this is very important because it continues to say, because out of it flows the issues of life. So your life will flow, flow from the condition of your heart. Amen. So uh, when you read the next verses in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25, 24, 25, 26, it talks about the things that you need to guard, which are avenues to your heart. It talks about guarding your mouth. It talks about guarding your eyes. It talks about guarding your feet. And about the mouth, it says in the NLT, avoid perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech. Amen. So how you, you guard your heart with all diligence is avoiding perverse talk and staying away from corrupt speech. Amen. Psalm 45 verse 1 says, my heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So this was written by a psalmist. It's a song actually. And this song says, my heart is overflowing with a good theme. And the question is this morning, what is overflowing from your heart this morning? What type of conversation 
conversations are going on between you and yourself within your heart this morning? What is the theme? What is the subject of your heart? But this psalmist says it overflows with a good theme and we have um, a, a choice to make sure that only good things are overflowing in our hearts. We have a choice to fill our hearts with the word of God so that out of the abundance of our hearts, our mouths will speak. And when they speak, our mouths speak, then it will be established. The Bible says, you shall declare a thing and it shall be established. Amen. Amen. It says it shall be established. There's no uh, wavering on that. When you declare it, it will be established. Amen. So this verse continues to say, your tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So the words that you speak, they find their ways back into, into the heart. When you speak good or bad, even over your life or to someone else, it, it goes back into the, the, the heart. Amen. And the Bible says, your, your tongue is the pen of the ready writer. So you are writing them back into your heart. So you can write beautiful melodies in your heart by filling your heart with the word of God, by speaking it out while you are writing it back into the heart, uh, into your heart. And that, say, that circle continues. So if I was to summarize um, the, the messages that we learned in the past three weeks, and I said earlier in the morning that my role today is to just say amen to those messages. Amen. It's just to say so be it, because they were really powerful. We had Pastor Chipo, we had Pastor H, and we had a Brother Isaac. It was really a powerful word, and I'm just going to say amen to that. Hallelujah. So the common theme that I saw uh, coming up was that we have a part to play in manifesting God's purposes and plans for our lives. When we read in the book of Ephesians 1 verse 3, that's really one of my favorite verses. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. It says he has blessed us. Amen. It's in the past tense, Bazalwane. It has already been done that we are blessed. And it says we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It's all in Christ. It was all done and finished at the cross, at the at the death and the, the burial and the resurrection of Christ, it was done. And you know, Barcelona, the Bible says, when he died, we died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. When he rose, we were raised with him. And now he's seated in the heavenlies on the right-hand side of the Father. And we are seated there too, in the position of authority, in the position of power, far above every name that is named, far above all powers, far above everything that is troubling you right now. So the Bible says we were blessed with all, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. And like uh, Brother Isaac said, it doesn't help to say I have it in the spirit. And we have established with this verse that yes, we do have it in the spirit, but it needs to manifest in our lives. It doesn't help to say I have peace in my spirit. I have the peace of God in my spirit, but that peace is not manifesting. You are busy fighting with people. There's no peace around you. It doesn't doesn't help to say I, I'm, I'm prosperous, I have riches, but it's only in the spirit. It doesn't help to say I'm healed in my heart, but it's not showing in the body. So we are here today to say you can design the life of your dreams through your word. You can speak it into existence. Amen. And it's because of the finished work of Calvary. I just want to say, Bazalwane, God's original plan for you and me is to prosper. God's original plan for, me, for you and me is to live in good health. God's original plan for you and me is to have your children growing, being taught of the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
God's, God's plan for you and me is for your kids to be healthy, to grow up and be world changers. God's plans for you and me is to prosper everywhere you go, to be the head and not the tail, to be above only and not beneath. That is God's plan for you. That is the desire of God, your Father, in His heart for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I just want to, like I said, that was my introduction. So I just want to go back to where Pastor, uh, Pastor Henry started uh, last time in the book of Genesis. This is the book of beginnings, Bazalwane, and we see uh, God creating um, the heavens and the earth. Amen. We see the work of creation. And when I read through it in the past few days, I just got a sense that this is the blueprint. And this is the pattern in which God wants us to live life. Amen. And God speaks in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. And it then it starts and then it says, God said, and it was. Amen. God said, and it became so. Amen. And that happens 10 times in the first book of Genesis. Amen. So here, I believe that God was demonstrating that we can have whatsoever we say. Amen. So God created the world out of nothing through his words. Amen. And Barcelona, God could have nodded and things happened. He is God after all. God could have waved his hand and earth created, uh, things created, but God spoke. Amen. And he spoke and the world came into existence through his word. Amen. And this is how he wants us to live our lives. When we read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 in the New King James Version, it says, The earth was without form, the earth was void, and, and there was darkness. Darkness was on the face of the, of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And the word hovering in the Amplified is also brooding, amen. So it really fascinates me that the Bible says the earth was empty. In fact, in other versions of the Bible, it says the earth was chaos and empty. The earth was waste and void. The earth was barren with no form of life. So what really fascinates me here is that there was the earth that was empty in chaos, but God was there. The Bible says the spirit of God was hovering. I'm fascinated by the existence, the coexistence of emptiness, barrenness, lack, and God hovering. Amen. So the example that I would like to give about brooding, I think many of us who uh, understand farming, even if it's farming of chickens or birds, <laughs> um, you would know that um, a, a, when the chicken has laid eggs, it, from time to time, it goes and hoovers over those eggs or broods those eggs. And I've done some research, and it says the chicken does not do anything else but just sit on the eggs, waiting for life to come out of them. And they, they say sometimes the chickens even lose weight because they don't even eat. They are just in expectation of the life that must come out of those eggs. And the Bible uses that word to say the Holy Spirit was hoovering. So the Holy Spirit was hoovering, waiting for the word of life to be spoken in that situation. It was dark, it was bad, but the Holy Spirit was waiting for the words to be spoken, amen. So there was life in nothingness, amen. There was life where there was nothing, but it needed to be called out through the words of faith that God spoke, amen. amen. God moved the earth from a state where it was without form and void to a state where it was very good, amen. 
that he did with his words. So whatever you are going through in your life today, I don't know how your circumstances look like. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I want to assure you that you can speak to your situation and it can move from a bad state to a good state. Amen. When God created earth, the Bible says, uh, after creating, it's, uh, um, he said, this is good. Amen. Everything that God created, it was good. Amen. So if you have dreams that are not coming to pass, if you have business ideas that are not uh, coming up, if there are things that are not going, going well in your life, you have the power in your mouth to speak to them and have them move to the good state. Amen. So when God spoke to darkness, he didn't say, ah, it's too dark. He didn't say, ah, it's void. Why is this earth so empty? But he spoke the word of life. He said to the darkness, let there be light. Amen. In Barcelona, the Bible says we are created in his image. We are God's children. We resemble him. We have ab abilities. We have capabilities to do what God did. He breathed life onto us. We, are, we carry God's DNA into us. So we have the power to speak things into existence. Things that we want to see into existence. Amen. Amen. Another thing that fascinates me is that when God created the earth, and, and everything else that he created. When he wanted light, he spoke to darkness and said, let there be light. When he wanted creatures that live in the sea, he spoke to the waters and said, let them come out. Uh, when he wanted plants, the grass, the seed bearing plants and herbs to, 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 to be produced, he spoke to the earth to produce it. And when he wanted animals that live on dry land, he spoke to the earth to produce it. But when God wanted to create man, he spoke to himself. He said, let us make men. Amen. So Barcelona, we are created by God. We are from God. We resemble him and we have limitless abilities to create our worlds with our words. Amen. So Genesis 1 verse 28 says, he gave us a mandate to multiply. He gave us a mandate to be fruitful, to subdue, to dominate. That's the mandate that we've been given as children of God. Amen. So we're not created to be under circumstances. We're not created to be defeated. We're not created to be intimidated by the devil. We're not created to be intimidated by the circumstances around your life. We were created to win, and we win all the time in Christ Jesus. We were singing songs, Bazalwane, about the victory that we have in Christ. We were singing songs about the triumph that we have in Christ. We were created to triumph, and the devil has no power over us. The Bible says he was defeated. Hallelujah. When Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible says he was disarmed of his powers. He has nothing on you. The devil has nothing on you. You have been created to win. You have been created and destined to succeed. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what he does to scare you, it's useless because he doesn't have power over you. Amen. He's a toothless lion. No matter how he roars, he has nothing on you. He cannot do anything to, uh, uh, to you. This morning I shared an example of uh, a story of how when I was a child, I used to be chased by a dog. It used to make me run around the house and all of that. I was so scared of it. And every time it does that, the owner was always with this dog. And the owner would say something, but I wouldn't hear what he's saying. And one day my brother said, stop. Did you hear what Mkulu is saying? And I was like, what is he saying? And the, 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 my brother says, Mkulu is saying the dog does not have teeth. It won't harm you. Stop running. It won't harm you. So this is what the devil does to you, Bazalani. He makes you run around for nothing. He cannot do anything on you because 
you are seated with Christ far above. That's what the Bible says, far above. So those things are down there. They are so far and you are above them. So you cannot be subdued, but you subdue. Amen. The meaning of the word subdue, it says to be under control, to, on, to, to overcome. And you have an upper hand in every situation. Uh, the, the book of John, 1 John 5 verse 4 says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So we overcome, Bazarane, through faith. We overcome the world uh, through faith. So um, still on Genesis, the Bible says God rested on the seventh day. And God did not rest because he was tired, but he rested because the work of creation was finished. Amen. He had created everything. The Bible says he created everything with seed in it. So it was time for mankind to continue and mirror God uh, in terms of creating things in this world. Amen. It was time for Adam to continue when God rested. Hallelujah. When you read in uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 19, it says uh, God presented animals to Adam. All animals that you can think of. And I did a study again and found that there is about 1.2 species of animals uh, on Earth currently that have been discovered. And research says scientists are still trying to find about 7 million more that are living in the sea. So there's quite a lot of animals, uh, species of animals that are there. But God presented them to Adam and Adam named all of them. Adam gave names to all of them. When he saw a zebra, he said, this is a zebra. And God did not object. When he saw an end, he said, this is the end. And God did not object. Amen. And in Genesis 2, verse 23, God presents a woman to uh, Eve, to, to, to Adam. And Adam is, uh, Adam's response was, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of men. Amen. So when Adam was presented with a woman, Adam spoke. That's a tip, guys. You speak. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Adam is the one to speak. And it's a tip for ladies also. Wait until he speaks. Amen. <laughs> Adam spoke. Hallelujah. And the interesting thing is that God did not object. God did not object. And it's been woman since then. It's still woman. It has not changed. Hallelujah. It's still woman even now. It has not changed. Hallelujah. So, Mazalan, I see the permanency of things spoken. I see things being spoken and remaining. And the Bible says in Hebrews 1 verse 3, everything is held together by the power of God's word. You have that power to speak things and they remain in your life. You have that power to speak things out of your life that don't belong to you. You have the power to speak things out of your life that do not align with the will and the purposes of God for you. And that's why it's important for you to know what is written for you in the word of God. Amen. You, it's very important for you to know what's there for you. Amen. Again, uh, looking at Jesus in his ministry on earth, also uh, demonstrating the power of words. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So how did Jesus do that? He spoke words. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. He continued doing the work of the Father. He says, my will, my meat is to do the work of the Father. And he did it through spoken words. Amen. He spoke to the fig tree and spoke dead to it. It died. Amen. He spoke to a dead Lazarus. The Bible says he was dead for four days. He was already smelling. That was hopeless. That was a hopeless situation. But Jesus spoke and said, Lazarus, come forth. Amen. Remember, Jesus did not complain about Lazarus being dead. He just called him out. Because of the power of his words. Amen. Amen. Jesus spoke to the seas, the stormy seas, and said, peace be still. And they listened. Amen. He spoke to the sick, and the sick were healed. Amen. Barcelona, words are the, are the parent force. Words are the ones that created everything that we see. And therefore, everything responds to words. We have to speak your word. Speak the word in whatever situation you are faced with. I love the story of the centurion found in Matthew 8, verse 5 to 13. I'll just paraphrase the story. Jesus is walking and entering Capernaum. And I said earlier on, uh, if I didn't Google pronounce, I would have said Capernaum. <laughs> but it's Capernaum, all right? Um, and Jesus enters Capernaum, and when he enters, here is a man, a centurion. The centurion uh, means a, a leader of uh, hundreds. So he was a, a Roman soldier who led a hundred soldiers. And he comes and says, my servant is sick, lying in bed. He's heavily tormented. And he was begging Jesus. It doesn't say how he begged, but it says he came to Jesus begging. And then... Um, Jesus says, okay, I'll come to your house and heal, and heal your servant. And then the centurion says, no, you don't have to come to, your, to my house. I'm not worthy that you can come under my roof, but you must just speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. This centurion understood the power of words. This, this uh, centurion understood that Jesus operated in authority in the spiritual realm, that he can cause sickness to go in the lives of people. This centurion continues uh, to say, uh, for I also am a man under authority. I say to my, to my soldiers, go, and they go. I say to this one, come, and they come. I say to my servant, do this, and they do it. So I understand this authority that you are operating in. Yes, it's not natural abilities. Yes, it's not by the government. That It's not the government that has given you that authority, but you have spiritual authority to speak to the sick and the sick recover. Amen. So Jesus was marveled and said, I didn't, I've never seen such faith, not even in Israel. This man was not even part of the covenant. This man was not even a born again Christian. This man was just a, a man that observed and understood authority and the power of words. And he said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And Jesus granted it to him when he was outside the covenant. Amen. So what I'm learning also from this is that God will always meet you at your point of your belief. If you believe God can heal you, he will heal you. If you believe you are defeated, then you are. God is not going to change that, but he wants to meet you to where you believe. We see in the New Testament, in the Gospels, that Jesus did whatever. He would ask a question, what do you want? For those that wanted healing instantly, he gave them healing instantly. For those that wanted him to visit them, he, he did that. Amen. So, Barcelona Ngulungul will meet you at your point of your belief. Hallelujah. Whatever you believe about him, he will do for you. When, the, when Bartimaeus, the, 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 
the, the, the blind man needed healing, calls on to Jesus, and Jesus could see the man was blind. And Bartimaeus was even wearing a cloth that says he's blind. So he was blind, and the whole world knew about his situation of blindness. But Jesus wanted him to say what he wants. He says, what do you want? Say it with your own mouth. Say whatever you are believing, and you will see it come to pass. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 13 says, Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. We have the same spirit of faith as Jesus. Amen. So, Mazalane, I'm going to read Hebrews 3, verse 1, and it, it reads, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. Amen. The AM, uh, the... Amplified Classic says, thoughtfully and attentively consider. Um, the message translation, take, take a good look, a good hard look at Jesus. He's the centerpiece of everything we believe. Amen. So I've been relating a story about how Jesus in the Gospels spoke lives to situation and things changed. Amen. But right now, I'd like you to, 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 to consider Jesus as the one who died for your sins, as the one who hung at the cross, as the one who was beaten up, as the one by whose, flesh, by whose stripes you were healed. I want you to consider Jesus who... Uh, and the finished work of Calvary, whom by him you have power to say things and call them into existence, whom by him you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. I want you to consider the work of the cross and the results of the work of the cross. We have peace because of it. We have life in abundance because of it. Yes, the enemy may come and try to steal and destroy, but you have been given life and life in its abundance. So consider Jesus this morning. Consider what he did for you and grab hold of it in your heart and speak words of faith in it. Amen. Amen. The Bible says he is the apostle and the priest, the high priest of our confession. Hallelujah. It's by him that we are able to confess things and they happen. The word apostle means the sent one. Jesus has been sent to do something and it continues to say he has been sent to be the high priest and the high priest's job is to administer, to execute, to implement and carry into effect the things that you confess with your mouth. Amen. So you can't just sit there as alone. You've got to speak. You've got to speak words of life over your situation. Amen. We have to speak because Jesus is waiting for you to say it and it will be done. You know, the Bible says in uh, Psalm 120 verse, um, Psalm 103 verse 20, it says the angels hearken to the voice of, of the Lord. It means they obey. So the angels are waiting. Like Pastor T says, some of us, our angels have carried dust because they are doing nothing. Because we are not speaking words of life. Angels will not uh, uh, respond to your complaining. Angels will not uh, respond to your murmuring. They will respond to you when you speak the words of life over your situation. When you speak the word of God over your situation. We cannot afford to be quiet, Bazalan. We cannot be, afford to be silent. We need to speak words that are overflowing from our hearts. We need to fill our hearts with the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Just to share a brief testimony of how I designed a, a job of my dreams through words. Amen. When I grab, grabbed hold of the message of faith, when I grabbed hold of the, the, the power of spoken words, I believed it. 
I ran with it, amen. And I saw God doing great things in my life. I designed the job of my dreams, amen. And I also grabbed hold of the verse in Habakkuk that talks about how you need to write a vision and put it on tablets so that those who see it or those who, who read it may, may run with it. I needed to see it first more than anybody else because I didn't know prosperity. I didn't know how prosperity looked like. I grew up in poverty. Like I said in the morning, I didn't know I was poor until I stepped out of Umlazi and so with all this life out there. I didn't know that, you know, I was in poverty because we were all the same where I was. But, you know, I learned that faith speaks. When you read in Romans 10, verse 6, it says, the righteousness of faith speaks. I learned that the word is near me. Hallelujah. That the word is in my mouth and in my heart. That if I confess it, things happen in the spiritual realm. So I learned that I am the head and not the tail. I learned that I am above only and not beneath. I learned that I can have whatsoever I say with my mouth, believing in my heart. So I wrote that job, uh, the, the whole profile, and I wrote scriptures that are to it and I spoke to it every time I saw it I spoke to it that this job will take good care of me that this job I will have an office an air-conditioned office this job will be this and this I even added the amount of salary that I want and guess what Bazalan I got everything that I wrote I wished I could have added more zeros on that salary that's how faithful God is hallelujah he can do it for you too Amen. And during the same time, I also learned about my calling. I learned that God had called me for people. I learned that God had given me a gift to exhort and encourage people. But at the, same, at the time, I was very timid. At the time, I was very introverted. I still am, but I, I was very much introverted. I was afraid of people. I couldn't look at people in the eyes. I was awkward in social conversation, social settings. But you know, I, I, I grabbed hold of this word, and I, I grabbed hold that God has called me to be a minister and God has enabled me to be a minister. He's given me needed strength. I kept confessing that until, until I can stand here comfortably without fear of men, until I can stand here comfortably and deliver the things that God has, has done and has, has brought into my heart. So it's all of God's doing. And when you see me loving people, enjoying people's company, it was never like that before. But God has worked in my heart through believing and through speaking words of faith, through just grabbing hold of the truth that is in the word, grabbing hold of what God says about me and growing my confidence in what God says about me and running with it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says we call on things that are not as though they were. It says we summons in Romans chapter 4 verse 17. It's like a summon. We summon those things that are not, and we speak them to life. We have that power to do that, Bazalwan. Amen. And I just want, to, as, as I get close, uh, close to, to closing, I just want to talk to us, Bazalwan. Some of us have a habit of speaking negative things over our lives. Some of us are just ready to just say anything that comes to mind. And I want to tell you, Bazalwan, that you, you are sabotaging your own success. We are going to a conference, we are saying we are destined for success, but at the same time, we are saying, ah, you know, if only I had this. You know, if only I had a better-looking husband. If only, <laughs> if only I had, uh, you know, if only I was older. If only I was younger. You know, we are sabotaging ourselves. We are stopping ourselves. And many single ladies, they say, if only I had a husband. 
You think your life will be better when you have a husband. You think your life will be better when you have a wife. I want to tell you, Bazalane, you can speak good things over your life. You are the prophet of your own life. Don't wait for prophets to tell you about you. You are the prophet of your own life and the word of God is full of God's promises. And the Bible says his promises are yes, but an amen is said by us. We have to put our stamp of approval and say, Lord, you say I'm blessed and therefore I am blessed. Lord, you say your blessing does not cause sorrow. So, Father, I will enjoy prosperity without sorrow in my life. You have to prophesy over your life. Don't wait. Wait for a big prophet to come in town. Just prophesy the word of God. It's good enough. Hallelujah. It's like a sword, a double-edged sword. It's, it's faithful to do what it, it comes out to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not trap yourself with the words of your mouth. Proverbs 6 verse 2 says, you have been trapped by the words of your lips. You are ensnared by the words of your mouth. Another version says, you are bound. The words that come out of your mouth are binding you. They're, they're putting you captive. They're putting you into jail. You can't move. You can't be everything that God created to, you to be because you are speaking negative words out of your life. But today we can learn, Bazalwan, to speak words yes. of faith yes. over our lives and see things change. Not only are we hung by the words of our mouths, but we are hung by the words of others. Amen. Some people have said things to you, and those things are holding you hostage. You can't be everything that God created you to be because someone said you were useless. Someone said you will never amount to anything. Sometimes it's people that are very close to you. Sometimes it's a parent. Sometimes a parent will say, sometimes jokingly, and say, we didn't plan you. And when you come across things in life, then you feel like, yeah, maybe I wasn't supposed to be here. But I want to tell you, you don't have to be hung by those words. You don't have to be sabotaged or be limited by those words. You can rise up in strength and, be, and speak the words of life and speak the words of faith into your life. You can change the narrative of your life through your words. Amen. Some of you, it's your husband. Some of you, it's your wife. They're calling you no good for nothing. They're calling you stupid, but you can't be held hostage by this. And like I said earlier, it worries me that they chose each other, but they have words, negative words to say to each other. <laughs> but the, the, the truth is, you cannot hold on to those words. You don't have to take those words. You don't have to believe them. You can believe what the word of God says about you. Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, but in the NLC it says, but in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Amen. So what I'm learning from this verse is that words are weapons. They are there to fight you. And you have got to fight back. But you are fighting a fight, a good fight. We are fighting a fight that has already been won. Bazalane, everything I've been saying, it's not according to you. It's not in your own strength, but it's because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. It's because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's because of the power. When he left, he says, all authority has been given to you to go out there and trample on scorpions, to go out there and, and heal the sick. All author- the authority you have is not yours, because yours will not work, but the 
the authority that Christ has bestowed on you. You can rise up in it, Barcelona. Some of us really had no chance to be anything in life, but because of Christ, amen. Because of Christ in our lives, we are where we are, like Paul said. Because of Christ, because of his grace, I am who I am, amen. So we have the power to condemn those words. Even if someone may have said something that is holding you hostage, you have the power to silence those voices and you silence them by the word of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, it is written. And he, he quoted scripture when the enemy was trying to, to intimidate him. He said, it is written. And we can say the same thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Barcelona, we are just about to pray. And I feel strongly in my heart to, to pray for those people who are held uh, captive by the words of others, I, I sense strongly that there are people who are struggling to, 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 to get out. There are people who are struggling to be released from those words that were spoken over them. And as we stand getting ready to pray, I would like to, to just say a prayer for you. And uh, you can stand, Barcelona. And as we go to DL 2023, we are all saying with one voice that we are destined to succeed. Amen. We all say that this is a season of success in our lives. And we are going to speak it into our lives. And we are not going to be uh, stopped by any circumstances. We are not going to be moved by anything that happens in our eyes. We say in this church, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So whatever we see around us is not going to determine who we become and what we say. Amen. So this is a season of change. This is a season of growth. This is a season of reaching new heights. You can speak it into your life or you can be quiet and nothing happens. You can speak it and see it come into your life. This is a season of change in families. This is a season of change in relationships, in marriages. This is a season where new things are being birthed in our lives. Godly things are being birthed in our children. In the name of Jesus, this is a season where we prosper in our careers, where we prosper everywhere we are, where we are the heads and not the tail, where we are the above only and not beneath. This is a new season. You can declare it. You can declare it today and it shall be for you. You can declare it now. Uguti, I am prosperous. Uguti, I am the child of the Most High God. I have victory in the name of Jesus. I am a, more than a conqueror. I am above only. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you that you are a good, good father. Thank you that you never change, Lord. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That we have power on the inside of us. We have power to speak life, to speak the Zoe life of God, to speak the life of God as God says it, as God lives it. That we have been empowered to change our narrative. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for the life in abundance, Father. Thank you, Baba that you have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Thank you, Baba, that we don't lack anything. We don't lack any good thing. Thank you that you are our shepherd. Lord, you guide us. You show us the way in which we can go. We have not seen any God like you. Father, I pray for each and every person whose heads in this place, Lord. 
I pray against heartbreak. I pray against disappointments, Lord. Some of your children have experienced disappointment after disappointment. And Lord, I pray in their spirit right now that they rise up in strength, that they rise up in authority and speak into their situations. I pray for people, Lord, that have lost their loved ones. Thank you, Baba Namanda, that you are giving them strength. Baba that you are closer to the brokenhearted. I pray for the people who have been struggling to get jobs. Thank you, Father, that this message will let faith rise within them and they will write it down and have their jobs of their dreams. Thank you, Baba Namanda, that you are doing a work in the lives of people this morning. Work that no man can do. A work that only you can do. We thank you, Baba Tongwele. Thank you for triumph, Lord. Thank you, Father, for victory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that our lives will not be the same again. We will never be the same again. We refuse to live before our level. We refuse to live before what Jesus paid for at the cross. We refuse, Baba Tongwele, to struggle in life. We thank you, Father, that we have an upper hand in every circumstance, Lord. We subdue, we rule, we reign. We are fruitful, we are multiplying in the name of Jesus. That we are born of you, Lord. Whatever is born of you overcomes. Whatever is born of you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we stand here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. For your love, Lord. Thank you for loving us, Father. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you, Jesus. Even us who are far from you, even us who did not stand any chance, that you reached us, Lord, by the power of the blood of Jesus. We give you all of the glory. We give you all of the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Please say these words after me. I am incredibly valuable and valued. I am God's finest piece of art. I am beautiful. I'm capable. I am significant. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror. Overwhelming victory is mine through Christ. I am created to succeed. I am favored. God's favor pursues me. God's favor overtakes me. I am a new creation in Christ. I'm accepted in the beloved. I am complete in Christ. I am forever blessed, forever prosperous. I am holy and blameless. I am without fault in God's eyes. I am loved by my Father in heaven. I am loved with everlasting love. God carries a picture of me in his wallet. He dances over me with song. He rejoices over me. He loves me. Hallelujah. He has great plans for my life. He has plans to prosper me and not to harm me. He gives me victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give our praise to you, Lord. We give a shout of praise to you, Father. We give a shout of praise that confuses the enemy. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you better shout. You better shout. You better shout. Shout over that situation. Shout praises over that situation. We are victorious. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the work of Calvary. We thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Lord. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's a good Father. Hallelujah. He takes care of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Bazalwane. I trust that you've been blessed by the word this morning. As you go, go in that strength. Go in the power that you already have in Christ. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today. That's who cool.